the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Music puts you in a certain mood. It's amazing. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager and Julie Hartman, the Dennis and Julie podcast. How would I summarize this? It just hit me. If somebody were to say to me, so in two sentences, describe the Dennis and Julie podcast. I've done this a lot. And what have you said? I say it's a once weekly hour to hour and a half show about all aspects of life. We tend not to focus on news and timely events, but more greater themes about, again, every facet of life. Right, but it doesn't convey at all, really, the the uniqueness of, of our podcast. Well, it, that, I'm not sure you can. And you I, can't I, do that about anything in two, you know, in, in two sentences. You can't convey mm-hmm. the uniqueness of the my pillow in two sentences, you know? That is what we call coming out of left field. <laughs> in fact, that's why our I would ads say are many sentences. Coming out of another galaxy. So I have a, actually a very serious uh, opening thought, and I'm not th- I'm not thrilled to talk about it because it's difficult and it's painful, and I rather do lighter subjects, but. It would be dishonest to the moment in which we're living. So you'll find this of interest, and I hope our listeners slash viewers. So how do I react as a Jew to the, the greatest eruption of Jew hatred and Jew slaughter since the Holocaust, since before I was born? And the... What I will offer will be helpful, I hope, to anybody. I'm answering a Jewish question with a universal response. Because I really do understand Jew hatred, a.k.a. anti-Semitism, I am not surprised by the slaughter of Jewish families, the burning of Jews alive, the the kidnapping of babies and why is that relevant why why is that meaningful i suspect that much of the pain of life and i'm thinking aloud really and i i may be wrong in fact but i think much of life's pain comes from surprise Hmm. See, that is why I wrote in my happiness book, 1999. And of course, if it's in my book, that means I was talking about it well before that. I, I have so often said, 
when you understand that human nature is not basically good, you are far better prepared for the hurts of life from other people than if you think people are basically good. Right. A, well, it, which goes to your superb point that you've said to me privately, how the pursuit of truth is so liberating, or I don't know if that's the word to use, but that's essentially. But I, but I don't want to get sidetracked. This is really important. I, I wrote a book in my 20s. Maybe I was 30. Maybe I was 30 about anti-Semitism. It's called Why the Jews. It's in its third edition. It's still in print. Simon & Schuster, publisher. It's amazing. It is amazing. Simon & Schuster. I mean, all of it is. The fact that it's still in print, the fact you were when you were 30, that being publisher, yeah, it's it's really amazing. Kudos. Thank you. And my co-author and I, we we explained anti-Semitism. The that there, it's unique of all the hatreds of the world. It is there are so many hatreds. Koreans don't like the Japanese. The Japanese don't like the Chinese. I mean, that's it. We did the a Germans list of don't like the time. Poles. Hmm? We did a list of that last time. Yes, it's, en- it's, it's endless, endless. Turks hate right. Greeks. The Colombians yeah. don't like Ecuadorians. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's it, it's endless. But nobody wants to eradicate. The other groups. It, would, it doesn't occur to, to people. We're going to wipe out every member or and, and their country, every member of that group and the country. But that is anti-Semitism. It is, it is exterminationist in its hatred. So it depressed me, the events of October 7, 2023. But it didn't surprise me. And I realize that that enables me to handle it a little better. Mm-hmm. That's a very profound point that a lot of pain comes from surprise. I think that you're right about that. Part, you know, I've talked on the show about how sometimes I obsess about my parents' death. And I think part of the reason why I do that, and it's gotten better, but certainly when I was younger, I would really obsess about it. And I think I'm trying to prepare myself for the day when it comes and and weirdly i think that my obsession with it has harmed me in the sense that it's prevented me from sometimes enjoying that they're with me and it's made me worried about things that i can't control but i do think when that day comes and may it be a long time from now i think i will be more prepared for it because i have thought about it and it certainly won't be a surprise yes that's a, that's that's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. But, Doesn't mean the pain goes away, which I know you're not saying. But I think uh, a, a large not, right. amount of it is the surprise. That's right. So that's why it's so important to have a realistic understanding of the world. Aside from that's the moral demand made on all of us. It's also for selfish reasons. It you are sort of protected. Your, or as Dr. Marmer, our mutual friend, said to me once, Dennis, you have really good shock absorbers. Part of my shock absorbers are that I don't get many shocks. 
So th- this is hard for me to answer because I know the way that I walk through life. And it is, this is going to go wrong. That is going to go wrong. I'm going to fail at this. This person's going to die. I'm going to lose all my money. I'm going to be homeless and I'm never going to get married. <laughs> that's kind of the way my mind works. Not all the time, but really, I know you, you know it is. That's my, yes. that's my default. And so honestly, a lot of the time I'm very pleasantly surprised because I expect things to go very wrong. Do you think most people walk through life with the opposite worldview that they, that they think that they're immune from yes. losing money, losing a family member, yes, et cetera? I, th- I think they do. I think it's a very, very good question, which is why we do Dennis and Julie. <laughs> just Okay, I'll, I'll just leave that out there. That's a very good question. I do believe that m- people tend to think they're immune from what happened to the next guy. Mm-hmm. There used to be, I think it was in the New York subways, because I grew up in New York City, and I think, I, I know it was in New York. I, I don't know if it was on the subway or not, but there was it was sort of, not a sort of, there was a sign, and it said something to this effect, uh, hello, you're the next guy, or you're the other guy. And it was a very profound statement. You think, oh, that happens to the other guy. Like, hello, you are the other guy. There has never been a moment of my life that I thought that the bad things that happen to other people, early cancer, killed by a drunk driver, I have never for a, a, a nanosecond thought it couldn't happen to me. And people think that the, that because they're a good person, they're somehow cosmically immune yes. from the the tragedies or the surprises that happen. I, I, I think you're you're right about that. I mean, on this show, it was, I think, one of the best discussions we've ever had. I said to you, and, and this is part of what I love about this show, apropos of what we were talking about a few minutes ago, how do you describe it to other people? We really we really explore things and we learn from one another and we change our minds on the air, which is great that, that we both allow ourselves to do that because a lot of people would want to have their opinions totally set before they go in the air. But we were open. Or with, think it's weak to change right, your Right, they mind. think it's weak, exactly. Um, by the way, I want to talk about that actually in light of my former classmates at Harvard having their names published for signing. I'm very eager to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, let's remember Let's put a pin in that and talk about that. But But um, I want to continue this. Yes, I do too. So we had a discussion on Dennis and Julie a few episodes ago where I said to you, I think if, God forbid, one of my parents got hit by a drunk driver tomorrow, I would have a harder time with my faith in God. And your response to me kind of set me straight and was totally right where you said, so if it happens to other people, you don't lose your faith in God. But if it were to happen to you, you would. And that's totally right. And so circling back to this point, we shouldn't, we, we shouldn't think that, oh, that's, you know, those kinds of things just happen to other people. We're just as... Yeah, you're the other people. We are the other... Exactly. Yes. That that's, was that. Yeah, that's, that's the, the sign. sign. Yes. That, you that, are the other person. Right. Listen... If I told this, you'll know because you're a living Google. Did I did I mention on a Dennis and Julie episode a speech I gave to a London synagogue? No, I don't okay, think so. good. I didn't think so, but I, I I can't remember. I do a lot of speaking. So years ago, I was the speaker at a London synagogue, an Orthodox synagogue, and then it was time for questions and answers, and a man gets up. And since I talked about theology, he asked a theological question. And he said, I'm curious, uh, Mr. Prager, 
uh, how do you explain uh, a Jew who is religious and who is a good person and who keeps the Sabbath and who prays every day and keeps kosher and gets a cancer at uh, 45 years of age? I don't, know, I don't know what example he picked, but something like that. And uh, I admit it's, it's hard to shock me, but the question shocked me. So I looked at the audience. This is part of the way I have learned so much about human nature is to ask people what they think. And I said, would you raise your hand if you agree with this gentleman that if you are a, re- a religious, observant Jew, good person, you are essentially immune from early cancer or early heart attacks. And most of the hands went up. And, and I, I looked at them, you know, I, I felt bad, but I said, why on God's earth do you believe that? On what grounds? Given all the people who have done exactly what you've said and did have cancer and right. did get an early heart attack. Well, again, it's this idea, I'm a, I'm a spectacularly good person. I'm very absurd. I, I really, it's where, it's kind of the intentions rule all. I think people tend to think, well, I... And by the way, I'm saying this as someone who, at times and moments in my life, have indulged similar ideas. Right, right. And indulged in similar ideas. My intentions are so pure. I really want to do right by everyone around me. And you do. I know that. So maybe I am a little bit immune from Do you feel that now? No, I don't. You, you've and completely I, extirpated it from your conscience? I can't say completely. No, I uh-huh. can't say completely. But I have completely. I, I believe that. I believe that. But I but I also believe it's taken you years to do that. Nope. Oh, really? I, I will tell you, uh, I, at a very early age, I, I have only... Re- I'll tell you what is recent. Relatively recently, I have realized how rational I am and how atypical that is among human beings. And, and by the way, my rationality is, is, is mostly a gift, but it is in, in some ways a, a negative in, in that having no mystical parts of me or no, you know, the normal non-rational, I don't say it at all as a negative parts of religiosity, I can't relate to the sort of religious ecstasy that a lot of religious people have, whatever their religion. Uh, you know, my my high is, you know, is my Friday night Shabbat meal. That's my religious high, but it's not at all irrational that I have it because the Christians who come to that dinner have a high too. <laughs> Yes, yes, right. You're, Me. you're, yes, you, among others. So, anyway, I, I, at a very early age, to be honest, uh, and you will, you will come to it too. They, they, I know you very well. Uh, and, and by the way, it's to your credit, even, that you've already started to work on it at such a young age. I don't know the age. I'm maybe when I was, th- I don't know what, what I, at what exact date I, I realized it, but I realized it very early. There is nothing between me and a paralysis by a drunk driver mm-hmm. other than uh, the guy who 
did get paralyzed by a drunk driver was less lucky than me. Mm-hmm. That That is 100% how I view it. I don't believe it It was God's protection because it's not fair what he protects me, but he doesn't protect the another nice guy. I'm not the only nice guy on earth. Right. I'm not the only one worthy of God's protection. I, I would be sick if I thought that. So, I, I, th- I think I've realized recently that, and, and really thinks totally, well, I shouldn't say totally because obviously a large part of it was my parents, but the religious part, I can say almost totally thanks to you. I see the world as, as governed by universal objective moral codes. That doesn't mean that individuals always practice that codes, those codes, but I do believe that if you work hard, if you are kind to other people, if you do certain things the traditional right way, you get a high school and college certainly high school, but hopefully college education, you get married before you have kids, you are honest in your dealings. I believe if you follow those things, you are setting yourself up for a happy life where you will be rewarded for your good deeds. I think that's true 80% of the time. And I feel like getting older in life is realizing that for the remaining 20%, it's all kind of up in the air. Like sometimes you will work really hard and you will do things the right way and you may not succeed. And that's kind of that, what I call the 20%. That's right. So the, the the only question which neither of us can answer is what the percentage is. Right. When you say you'll be rewarded, if you, what is it? The four basic principles of, of middle-class values uh, as as put by the professor Amy Wax at UPenn, for which she got hated by her colleagues, no. uh, graduate high school, get married before you have kids. Right. Yes, but I was thinking the order. I'm. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I think get a job, get married before you have kids, uh, get get married, and and then have kids. So there are four. four is it clear that there were four processes there, four steps? Yes. High school, job, married, kids. That's right. So you can do – your point is entirely accurate. You can do those and still fail in life. Right. A- absolutely. So the only pers- the only question is – and I don't have an answer. You said 80% of the time it'll work. That's a, that's a fair number. Yeah. I don't know. May- maybe it's 90. Maybe it's 60. But But – Generally speaking, that will work. The only thing I want to clarify, listening to you very carefully, was you said you will be rewarded. You didn't mean by God. No, no, no. I meant by in that life. behavior. I meant you'll, yes. you'll, you know, find the, a, a fulfilling right. life. You'll make money. You'll, you right. know. Okay, that's, that's what fair. I meant. Yeah. Okay. And well, actually, and I think you'll be rewarded by God. Yeah, but not ultimately. Well, oh, ultimately. Oh, you mean you mean in a hereafter? Yes. Oh, I yes. I. All of my sanity eggs are, know, are in the afterlife basket. I know. Because this world does not provide it. So <laughs> back to the original, and then we'll get to your Harvard uh, uh, peers, uh, which I'm very curious to hear what you have to say. I don't know what you have to say. We we don't rehearse before. At, at all. At, at all, which is part of, uh, of its, I think, uh, what's, what's the word? Blessing or advantage or whatever. The... So here is an interesting thing. I, t- I said this to my synagogue, uh, the Sabbath that happened. So very recently, I speak there at my synagogue each week. And I said, the murder of Jews, 
the murder of children, the kidnapping of Jewish grandmothers, the desire to wipe out every Jew, it has on me a, this is going to sound, if not sick, for many people as at least bizarre. Mm -hmm. It actually increases my religious faith. Why? Because it proves to me the the validity of Judaism, the special role of Jews in the world, that that we Jews provoke such destructive hatred on the part of despicable societies it is a, a vindication of the chosenness of the chosenness. Not uh, not that every Jew... Look, you know how critical I am of Jews, so this is not a chauvinist statement at all, but the Jews collectively represent something better than Iran represents, than Hamas represents, than Hezbollah represents, than Islamic Jihad represents, than ISIS represents. If we, if the, if we Jews were hated by nice people, it would have a very destructive mm. effect on my faith. That the scum of the earth hate me personally, that's in my own personal life, having nothing to do with being Jewish, uh, says to me, I must be right. These are really scummy people, uh, uh, liars, as a general rule, who hate my guts uh, on the internet. They just lie. They simply lie about me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, as I, I have actually said, and I will say this now, if the left produced kind, decent, and happy people, it would challenge everything I stand for. Yes. I judge everything by its fruit. Mm-hmm. So uh, the fact that the the worst people on earth Literally. hate Jews, Nazis uh, in the, in the 30s and 40s, Nazi uh, Muslims in the in the in our time, well, there must be something about us that that is that is that represents the good God on earth because the Allah of Allahu Akbar when I'm I'm slaughtering a baby and I shout Allahu Akbar right, right. that Allah is the opposite of my God is the opposite of my Jehovah mm-hmm. literally the opposite it, the, the, I'm not saying Allah is the devil I'm saying their Allah Right. The barbarian's Allah is closer to the devil. Okay. I, I, I want to tell you that is an amazing point. And as I move on from it, I want to pause and let it sink in for the audience because I think that's absolutely right. When did Islam become so radical? I have a, I have a hypothesis given the reading that I've done. I am no expert. What's your hypothesis? My hypothesis is really in the 20th century and because – Islam lost a lot of power. I I was, and, and, and this is, again, only because of my reading and that Bernard Lewis book I stole from your library, which, by the way, I have to give back to you. I haven't forgotten. Or maybe, maybe I'm hoarding it. Every day I wake up <laughs> and I say to my wife, when is Julie bringing back I know, the and book? there's clearly a missing spot on that wall for those who don't watch a fireside chat. Cluttered with books, which is great. I love that. Anyway, Islam was doing extraordinarily well in the world. I mean, as far as its its power, money, influence, I mean, it was founded in the either 7th or 8th century, seventh, started, right. starting in, in Saudi Arabia. Then it moved basically all across Europe. 
all well, of the Middle across East. across the North Africa. Yes, North Africa, the Middle East, conquered right. par- parts of of Christian Europe and and Asia. And for until about the 14-1500s, Islam ruled that that space. And when people talk about the Crusades, you know, that's a typical thing on the left when people go, "Oh, well, how can you criticize Muslim or Islam for for religious violence, but you don't criticize Christians. And of course, there has been Christian religious violence. But they bring up the Crusades. And I want to say to them, do you know what the Crusades were? The Crusades were Christians trying to reconquer the territory that yes. so Muslims one stole of the, from them. It's fascinating. I just have to say this, then please don't sure. forget what you want to yep. say. One of the things that I have been routinely attacked by the left, right. not by even Muslims, by, by left, is that I have said exactly that. The Crusades were about regaining conquered land. And then they say, well, what about the Jews who were massacred on the way to the Holy Land by Crusaders? I wrote a book which has a whole chapter on that. Right. It was pure, undiluted evil. But that wasn't what the Crusades were about. Yes, exactly. These were about scummy Christians who killed Jews because they, they, were, they called them Christ killers. Right. Like like those Jews had anything to do with the death of Jesus, you know, what, what would it have been 600 years later? Right. To, no, 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 10 hundred, a thousand years later. Gold dealers are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. What sets these companies apart and who can you really trust? This is Julie Hartman for Amfed Coin in Bullion, Dennis's choice for buying precious metals. When you buy precious metals, it's imperative that you buy from a trustworthy and transparent dealer that protects your best interests. So many companies use gimmicks to take advantage of inexperienced gold and silver buyers. Be cautious of brokers offering free gold and silver or brokers that want to sell you overpriced collectible coins, claiming that they appreciate more than gold and silver. What about hitting commissions and huge markups? Nick Rovich and his team at AmFed have always had Dennis's back. Nick's been in the industry for over 42 years, and he's established a reputation built on trust, transparency, and fair pricing. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick and his team at AmFed Coin in Bullion, 1-800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. But anyway, uh, neither one so, of us are endorsing what, what all yeah, that happened in the yes, Crusades, but it doesn't right. negate the point that they don't understand what the hell it was about. That's correct. They they were trying to reconquer the lost land. So anyway, back to my point, Islam for for centuries. I mean, Islam is 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 it the biggest religion in the world? Maybe second to Christianity, but it second is, to Christianity. It, right. it's, it's I think in the next but, but it may probably well be. That's two right. decades, it's going to eclipse because because the average Muslim family is having you know. Three, right. four, and many five people kids. leaving Christianity. Exactly. So t- they're a quarter of the world right now is Muslim. And that was the case for, you know, Islam was growing and growing and growing. And then the 20th century, look what happened in the past 100 years. In 1919, the Ottoman Empire collapses. The great Muslim Ottoman Empire, gone. The state of Israel is founded in 1948. Nakba, the catastrophe. I mean, uh, there were these massacres and skirmishes between Muslim groups. The Bengalis and the and the Pakistanis went after each other. After the Ottoman Empire collapsed, obviously a lot of Europeans went in and kind of carved up the Middle East, and that was hugely humiliating for um, for many Muslims. The um, 
Soviet Af- uh, invasion of Afghanistan was also humiliating. The American invasions of Iraq and Afghanistan were also humiliating. Of course, neither the Soviets nor the Americans especially prevailed in those. But still, th- th- from from their perspective, it's a European Western power coming in and and carving up, retaking over land or or territory that they once had control over and i think that's when we really started to see the ascent of radical islamic terror and it's no coincidence that you know al qaeda was founded in the 80s during the soviet invasion of afghanistan isis was founded in 2004 when the united states invaded iraq so i think it coincides with a perceived loss of power and influence i mean radical islam didn't really exist well- Before the 20th century. You you have a a somewhat more positive view of Islamic history than I do. The... mm, And by the way, I'm not not saying Islam was perfectly practiced or perfectly... No, no, no. There's no such thing as perfect. I I know you're not. But the Uh, ascent of this level of radicalism has really been in the past century. There is an unspoken, gigantic killing, tens of millions, that it's unspoken, and I know even know why it's unspoken, and that is what the Muslims did to Hindus. In the, in the history of mass murder, it is up there with any other in the history of the world. And that was while Islam was at its glorious most powerful self the reason that no one talks about it and no one is virtually an accurate muslims aren't going to talk about it for obvious reasons westerners don't talk about it because they don't want to be called islamophobic and hindus don't talk about it because india is afraid that if it's talked about too much it will cause civil strife between hindus and muslims in india so everyone has a reason to keep quiet about it. As I've often quoted, and I do in the book that touched your life, Still the Best Hope, which is about Islamism and leftism and Americanism, I note that the greatest Arab writer who ever lived, Ibn Khaldun, in the, I think, 15th century, who wrote a book called the Buqadimah, which is the introduction to history in English, A.J.P. Taylor, the great British historian, said it was the greatest work of history ever written. Anyway, it is highly regarded. And Ibn Khaldun writes, unlike Jews and Christians, we are a better, superior religion because we will kill to make converts, Mm -hmm. and they won't. I mean, Christians did, but they were not, that was against Christianity. But if Muslims do, it's not against Islam. Right. Dar al-Kharab and Dar al-Islam. Are you familiar with that? The house of Islam and the house of the sword, or the house of war. That's the division of the world, theologically. So, uh, it's, uh, there are wonderful individual Muslims, but that does not negate uh, a a more sober judgment of the record of Islam historically, in my opinion. No, you're, I, I hear you. And also, you know, 
certainly the more radical terrorist elements proliferated, I think, in the 20th century. But but the treatment of women, and I know people say, people would say, oh, well, you know, Christian societies didn't exactly treat women beautifully for for much of history. But com- I'm sorry, but compared to... Well, it's only comparison right, that counts. Compar- compared to Islam, I mean, with the veiling of women, it's veiling women is incredibly misogynistic. And that 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 did predate the the 20th century because the proof is that when Mustafa Kemal Ataturk became the first president of the Republic of Turkey in 1923 after the collapse of the Ottoman Empire one is one of his first action items was to veil the or was to veil was to veil the hijab was to ban the hijab because he thought and the fez as you and often fez, point out which yeah. was the Ottoman hat right. because he viewed those things as antiquated oppressive symbols of Islam and he was the great uh you know, great to some, but not great to others, great modernizer, westernizer of Turkey. So yes, there were these currents that were that were there. And another thing that is unpopular to acknowledge, though we have to acknowledge it, is that there are many things in the Quran which sanction very bad behavior. And look, there are some you know better than anyone, there are some shady parts of the of the Torah or Right, the, but they don't sanction uh, bad behavior they there is two there are two different bad behavior issues in in, in biblical whether it's muslim bible the quran or the new testament or old testament it is one off mo- events or prescriptive events i see that's a huge difference i that like God, Sodom and Gomorrah, that, destroying Sodom and well, Gomorrah. Well, God, okay, so it says that God killed the firstborn of Egypt. Okay, there is no prescription in there. We are never to kill the firstborn of any society. Why did God do that? That's Okay, that's a separate issue. Right. God, God knows what he's doing or doesn't know what he's doing. Or they made it up and it doesn't matter at all because they made it up. But that's not prescriptive the jew is not told when you go to war or anyone you don't like kill their firstborn right there's no hint of that so the issue in in the quran or any biblical source is it prescriptive or descriptive mm-hmm. no that's a very good point i actually ordered an annotated quran <laughs> to, oh, to yes. read and and there are part i mean there's chapter 4 verse 34 which um, sanctions the beating of a wife. There's there's uh, lines in the Quran that uh, see that's that's prescriptive, right? Right. Um, there there are also lines in the Quran that a woman's testimony is worth half that of a man's, and we see we see that reflected. Right. In, By the way, just for the record, in in I, I in Jewish uh, tradition, women did not testify in court either. To the Okay, well, Men were witnesses. It's important that, that, to acknowledge. Yes, yes. But that, that, by the way, that's, I don't believe that that's biblical, but it is Jewish law. I don't, that's, that's not the same thing as the prescription of you, you will beat her. See, every society favored men in some ways. Right. But, uh, you know, hiding women's faces, for example, which is, by the way, not, not Quranic. That's the that's the irony. Right, it, it, right. it is Islam, but it's not Quranic. I mean, so we have to be obviously honest in whatever critique we offer. But anyway, yes. l- uh, 
w- putting that aside. Wait, can I just say one more thing yeah. just to acknowledge? There are also hadiths, which are sayings attributed to the prophet that were, that Post, were promulgated post-Quran for, for literally centuries. And that's where we see a lot of the jihad. There, there's a hadith that anyone, you know, a fighter in a holy war who... who is it dies basically like a, a greater martyr or dies a, a better death than someone who has never fought in a holy war you know there's there's lines like that so i just want to acknowledge all these kind of currents that we're discussing but please right. go on so i just want to return and then we can move on i want to return to the issue of not only did did the hamas atrocities not surprise me mm-hmm but they reinforce my uh, my religious understanding of Judaism, the Jewish people, the Torah, etc. That's that is not something most people will hear. Even most Jews don't hear that. May I offer something that's a little different that other people probably won't hear? And we discussed it. I, I touched on it briefly the the last time or the time before that when we were talking about this. You know, obviously we have seen a lot of anti-Semitism on on full display right now in America. You know, when there's a crisis, it holds up mirrors to people around us and to ourselves. What's going on in the Middle East is fomenting things here, which are revealing elements of Americans' character, which are not so pretty. We see people signing petitions saying Israel's fully responsible, Hamas was acting in self-defense, et cetera, et cetera. You, You know all the ugliness. People are saying, as they should, that the anti-Israel left needs to take a hard look at itself. I think that there's another group which needs to take a harder look at itself, and that is the pro-Israel left. Because in many ways, the pro-Israel left has condoned either directly or indirectly through their silence a lot of these attitudes and worldviews which have metastasized into people uh, condoning Hamas. For instance, you know, people are saying, oh my gosh, how could these college students or how could these people say that Israel is an apartheid genocidal state? Well, you let them call America a systemically racist country. You let them, you let, you let them call America colonizers and that, that they're Jim Crow 2.0. You, make, you allow them to spread all kinds of lies about this country. And you're shocked when they're doing it about another country. You allow and, – and, and these are individuals who not only, when I say allow – who donated to you know Black Lives Matter? Who signed petitions about America's racism? They they have been enthusiastic, ardent supporters of a lot of kinds of extremism. They they supported Black Lives Matter when Black Lives Matter was condoning looting and violence, and now they and now they're shocked when they see people condoning Hamas for looting and violence. It's like where have you been? And I want to hold these people's feet to the fire. They're getting off too easy right now because everyone's focused on the extreme crazies as they should. And then the pro-Israel left is like, oh, my God, these people are so extreme. You you gave fuel to their fire. And now you're shocked? Screw that. There's a That's he- fraudulent. There's a Hebrew saying, silence is agreement. Hence well, my silence. And again, what? Oh, oh, your silence. I was going to. I thought you were saying. Oh, theirs. That's true too. Yes, but, it's but applicable. with them, it wasn't just silence. No, it was advocacy. Every time the pro-Israel left capitulated to, mm-hmm. supported, 
or gave a right. mealy-mouthed excuse right. for You're the temper tantrums. Yes, they allowed moral confusion to spread. Right. And when moral confusion spreads, it spreads. And then they're spreads, shocked. Oh, it wow. Spreads. It's really, they even hate the Jews. That's a shockeroo. You know, I compiled, I did a show on this on Timeless, and I compiled um, a list of tweet responses to Black Lives Matter statement, Black Lives Matter grassroots statement that Hamas was was acting in self-defense and we must stand unwaveringly on the side of the oppressed. That's what Black Lives Matter wrote. And you see these people commenting, I marched with you, now I can't. You know, n- n- I will never do that again. I supported you up until now. I'm out. Yes. I can't believe I ever believed that, you. This is, These people were stupid, though. That's right. Well, Or this is the phenomenon of, gee, I never thought it would happen to me. Yes. Ironically, that's, that, that's what it's about. Nice circle around. Yeah, you can crap on innocent Americans all yep. you like, yep. but on innocent Jews, oh, now I realize what a-holes you are. Yep. There is a symmetry in the things that they allowed here, and they're now shocked people are saying yeah. about Israel. With a part, you know, calling America systemically racist, and then now they're calling Israeli an apartheid state. Saying if black people loot and burn down buildings, they're justified because they've been, quote unquote, oppressed. To saying that if Hamas kills innocent civilians, they are justified because they're, quote unquote, oppressed. There is a total symmetry, and I can't stand the people who are now expressing their outrage at the things that they have brought about pisses me off can you tell i love you for it <laughs> i want to i want to write an article about it probably going to make a lot of pe- people hate me but i don't really care they deserve to be called out and i don't see anybody else calling them out hello well you you definitely besides you <laughs> not many there are some but not many that that's right that, it, it's like my one of my classic phone calls in 40 years of radio did i ever tell you about the woman who called me whose brother had been murdered um maybe maybe all right well anyway a woman called me up said dennis i have been listening to you for years i've completely disagreed with you about capital punishment oh yes but now my brother has been murdered and I, I realize you're right. I agree with you. And, of course, I offered condolences. It's a horrible thing when someone you love is murdered. It's, right. I, I can only imagine, literally only imagine. But then I, I didn't leave it at that. I said, I'm sorry, but when everybody else's brother got murdered, you were against capital punishment, but now your brother got murdered, is murdered, and yep. you are for capital punishment? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, she, you, and she didn't take it offensively. She realized, you're right. Well, you wrote in your book on this point of capital punishment, one of the best one-liners, one-line uh, uh, messages of support. What is the word I'm looking for? Endorsements of, uh, of, the, of the death penalty. You said, so the victim gets the death penalty, but the killer doesn't? That, good, that, good line. That, that was, <laughs> I was like, that, that's it right there. That is right there. That is it right there. Yes. Um, so the Harvard people. Okay. Speaking of this. So did you see Candace Owens and Megyn Kelly? I heard about it. I didn't so there see was it. this feud where it started with Vivek Ramaswamy 
tweeting that he doesn't think that these students should be on some kind of blacklist. And we're seeing that a lot of Harvard students, there's a there's a website right now, uh, I think it's called canarymission.org, and they've published the names and faces of the students who they have reason to believe signed that petition holding Israel entirely responsible for the October 7th pogrom. Um, it's worth noting that, that 34 student organizations signed that petition. So those were organizations that were there weren't individual people, which, by the way, as an aside, I always find it to be so stupid when an organization releases a statement. It's like it, there's no way that everyone in that organization agrees with what this statement is saying. If there's going to be a petition that goes around, put your name to it as an individual representing yourself. I hate this group think because in fairness to, to many of these Harvard students who are being kind of, you know, put through the ringer right now. I do believe that some of them, although being members of these groups, did not know that these or or support their organization in, in signing that letter. Yeah, I don't think that's true about any of the Muslim organizations. I think all their members right, want probably. Israel dead. Oh, yes. But there but all. Oh, right. But there but there's I, I actually know this because there's there's from from my going to, to Harvard, that there's a one organization is a dance group. It's a South Asian dance group. Yeah, and the South Asian. So Sa- many. Any, my, that's why I said Muslims. Right. South Asians are not Muslim. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, there was a there was a um, a truck in Harvard Yard. Did you see that? Or in Harvard Square recently? That was um, done by Accuracy Media, and it's this big van which put up the faces and names of the of the students who they believe signed. So anyway, Vivek tweeted that he doesn't think that they should be on a blacklist. Megyn Kelly wrote back, if you're willing to hire people who who support killing babies, that's good to know. Candace wrote to Megan saying this is incredibly disingenuous. Many of these students are not supporting babies being killed. They have been brainwashed and they think they're doing the right thing because they've been spoon-fed these lies and instead of blacklisting them, we need to educate them. And Candace said, I was a college student once. I was radically pro-choice. I had a lot of ideas that I have since evolved from and I'm glad that I wasn't blacklisted. I was educated, and now I am where I am. So, Candace wrote that. Candace wrote that, and then Megan wrote back, to, and it was just kind of it was this nasty, nasty feud where they kind of got into it personally. But um, Megan wrote back and just again said to Candace, "These you know these people are supporting terrorism, and they need to be called out." What is Dennis Prager's take? Well, so there are so many separate issues. Let right. me begin with just one, and then I'll, I'll deal with all that I, that I could identify. If, if we are going to oppose the cancel culture, we have to oppose cancel culture. If, uh, in other words, but, uh, but there's a caveat there, and I'm going to come to that. So, f- for example, if I'm for free speech, I'm for free speech. If, if you want to take out an ad, I hate Jews, I as a Jew would fight for your right to take out an ad in the New York Times, I hate Jews. And I think you should hate Jews too. Now, if you advocate the death of Jews, that's a different story because you can't advocate violence. Right. Uh, uh, they're, they're, that's, yell, that's yelling fire in a crowded theater. But if I am for free speech, I am for free speech for those I loathe. I mean, otherwise it's useless. Right. So likewise on cancel culture, if you say something and that means you're fired automatically 
I am generally opposed to it because it's, it, it, the fact that it is applied only in one direction, namely, if you're a conservative, you get fired. There's nothing to left. This is the first time in, in our lifetime anyway that a left-wing cause is reason for your being canceled. It's right. the first time. It is. You, you, yeah. you, could, you could say, I think it's a wonderful thing that 16-year-old, 18-year-old girls who right. say their boys have their breasts cut off, their healthy breasts, and, and nobody on the left will cancel you. Right. But if you say, I think Hamas is a, is a great group doing great things, uh, that is a, a, a bridge too far. That, so would I hire somebody who said, I'm for the annihilation of the Jews of Israel, which is what Hamas is on paper. That's its constitution. I know, it doesn't hide it. That's it's their, and they it, all chant, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. The river to the sea is Israel. The Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea is or ocean. That is Israel. And they don't just mean land will be retaken over. No. They mean these people will be dead. Well, and the land taken over. I mean, right. still the only annihilation of a country in the world. It would be like saying, from the Pacific to the Atlantic, America will be free. In other words, we're erasing America. Okay? Let me, let, let's, let's be honest. So having said that, though, it, it, we, it remains cancel culture. I have, I have some degree of respect for the view that, that if we're against cancel culture against the right, we have to be against cancel culture on the left. But I have to be intellectually honest, whereas I wouldn't announce, that's the difference. I wouldn't announce, I'm not hiring you. I, I would quietly not hire somebody. Right. But there would be a lot of views that I wouldn't hire somebody for. That wouldn't be the only, if it, it, I wouldn't hire you if you said that a, a boy should have their testicles cut off if they say they're girls. Right. You're a sick dude. I don't hire sick dudes. But um, would I announce it? I don't know. Uh, so the, I don't necessarily condemn those who say don't engage in the cancel culture. The argument that well they're young and they don't know what they're saying, well they're not high school kids. They're adults. Yes, I, I, I so that I, I don't I don't buy that one, uh, and I didn't hear the debate between them, but it it, it look. The, the average age of the Einsatzgruppen, the group that uh, went, the groups that went and slaughtered Jews before the gas chambers, uh, was was tw- in their twenties. Right. I mean, it, it, a, a massive amount of evil happens from young people, I, I, and I don't say, oh, it's because they're young. I don't. I don't have that tolerance. I don't have that excuse. Who 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 is going into all of these stores? With this, what is it? How many billions of dollars a year uh, uh, is now stolen from stores? Uh, yeah, they're young, but I wouldn't say, "Oh, it's a stupid thing that young people do." Did did you loot when you, you were a kid? Did I loot? Uh, they're, they're bad kids. That's just a fact, because you are what you do. If you can't call people who uh, who rob stores on uh, you know loot like crazy uh, or ha- carjack 
or 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 punch uh, the store owner uh, bad, then who is bad? Right. There are no bad people then. Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop at the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream bed sheets. These sheets look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for our overall health. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's latest deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off of the Giza Dream sheets, marking prices down as low as $29.98, depending on the size. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square and use the promo code HARTMAN. There you'll find not only this great offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-566-6745 or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code HARTMAN. Um, so anyway, uh, the, 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 the question applies to the cancellation. And I have some sympathy for the idea that we don't have cancel culture. It, let, let me, I'll put it to you this way. If the left, if the left said to us, I'll tell you what, let's make a deal. We won't cancel anybody because they have a right-wing position if you don't cancel anybody because they don't have a left-wing position, because they have a left-wing position, I would make that deal. So would you. Yeah, I would. I would. However, the thing about, and we can get into more of my thoughts on this, but cancel culture really has largely been punishing people for having not bad opinions. That's I'm right. sorry that's I'm why not I said saying it very big... eloquently. But no, no, you're right. That, that's why I said, that, yes. A guy called a woman beautiful in the office and he's fired. Correct. A woman tweeted you're hashtag white right. lives matter and she, she you know, got kicked out of her, you know, right. book club. It's a far club. cry from, from you're okay if yes. you slaughter Jews. Exactly. I agree. And so that's where, you know, I think, and I even, when I told the story of about a month ago, I was at a bar and I met this conservative guy and he was saying Putin's a great guy and Putin's you know, uh, Alexei Navalny deserves to be tortured because he's a lib. You know, just a just a blankety blank. Uh, see, Sean, I I didn't say a curse word because I didn't want you to have to edit and bleep it. I was very kind to Sean just now. I saved him one editing. minute. A <laughs> kind to Sean minute on the Dennis and Julie podcast. Look at the smile on his face. He's so not used to being treated with kindness. It's sad. But it's actually sad. Yeah. Anyway, when I was with that guy, you know, and I was really coming at him, not I wasn't getting loud or vicious. I was arguing based on merits of my position, which I believe are many. But I felt when I was talking about it afterwards with people, I wanted to say that his viewpoints were offensive. But I was so I had like a Pavlovian allergy to that word offensive because it has been so misused and again you know a man calling a woman beautiful is offensive to some now so but 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 then i thought about it and i said well wait a minute just because the left has so exploited the world of word offensive that doesn't mean that there aren't some things which are truly well, offensive it, 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 they've done worse than exploited they've raped all of these terms they genocide right, right. Uh, apartheid. Israel is an apartheid yes. state. Right. Really? Everyone 
watching us now or listening to us now should watch the PragerU video by a black member of the South African parliament who went to check if Israel is an apartheid state. Mm -hmm. He lived through apartheid, so he actually knows what it is. None of the people who know what it is call Israel an apartheid state. Yes. They have raped language, like sexual assault. Right. Guy guy puts his arm around a, a, a he woman. He kisses the girl at the soccer thing. Oh, the, the, the soccer thing was a perfect example. Yep. She lifted him up in the jubilation of the Sp- Spanish team's win in the World Cup and, and a peck on the on the lips, not open mouth, not erotic, nothing. And and the guy is... Under investigation like, like he's, like, for uh, sexual yeah, assault. Yes, for sexual assault. Yes. So... Uh, so but the point is that just because some words have been so, so misused and twisted and abused by the left, that doesn't mean that, that some the things words aren't don't exist, yes. And that doesn't mean that some people don't deserve to be canceled. They do deserve to you be. Know? Oh, they do I deserve mean, to be. My only uh, contention is that uh, I so want to remain on the side of non-cancellation. I agree with you. And that's, that's why... But you're right. They, they they went so beyond. It's not because of their opinion. Right. Would I I would I, I am pro life. Would I hire a pro choice person? Well, yes. you did. If, I, I'm now different, but I was pro. Oh, I was okay. Well, all right. So there, there you, you go. The, the, yes, that's that's correct. There there are vast numbers of positions. But if you think it's okay to kill Jewish families, you you are beyond the pale of the of the of human decency. I can't have despicable people work for me. I have to tell you, I'm really torn about this issue because half of me says, and I, I like you, am radically pro-free speech. I believe you should be able to say what, whatever you want because the second we start policing it, yeah, it's we're over. screwed. So I am radically – they have a right to sign that petition. They have a right to write it. They have a right to post it. They have a right to put a new – whatever they want to do, I think individuals' names should be signed as opposed to groups. And if there should be a rule, if you're going to – sign a petition you got to put your specific name on it you have to stand behind your opinions not hide behind an organization so but but on the one hand i'm I'm very pro free speech i don't think that these students should be you know dug up have their faces put on the internet there's a part of me like you that just doesn't want to get into that cancel culture stuff but another part of me there was agrees with carol markowitz who is a commentator who is on the radio wonderful she's she's great she said, I think it was it was in the last few days, she said, you know, I have been fighting the fight for free speech on college campuses for years. And I lost that fight. And now it is time for these students to reap what they have sown. They have been the ones that have been militantly anti-free speech and radical in their viewpoints. And now that they are the ones being canceled... They want to go, oh, but it's free speech. You don't get to have it both ways. You, 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 that's not fair. If you, are, if you have been advocating all along for there to be you know, suspensions on hate, and by the way, we don't know the individual view. There could be some of these students who are radically pro-free speech as we are. I'm making an assumption that many of them aren't. And you just can't have it both ways. You can't, when you want to have free speech, have it. And when you don't want to have it, punish everyone else. So so there's a, I'm sort of happy this is happening because these students maybe will think twice next time before saying stupid stuff well, and wanting to punish others. They had every reason to assume that it is, there is no left-wing position that is too far. 
Yes. And that's why, I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but that's why I'm pissed off at the pro-Israel-American left. I know I'm painting with a broad brush. Not every member. I'm with member, you totally. But they That's have been right. the ones yes, who that gave have that message. given that message. That's right. And that, and then now they're shocked. There needs to be, to use a 2020 term, a reckoning. You said to me earlier, uh, before the show, uh, the show, that's funny, before the podcast. It's a show. What's wrong yeah, with saying No, no, show? I know. But I think of radio as show. I mean, it's not a bad word. I say the Dennis Prager show all the time. But anyway, you said to me that you knew some of them. Yep. What does not that mean? Well, not well. Right, but you know, yeah, you know classes, who they are. Yeah. Are you surprised? Um, no, I will say that one of them, one of the students on there is a. I know him to be a really nice guy, and what group was he with? I don't know. Um, and I didn't find on his profile anything that he specifically said. I think he was just a. A member of, of one yeah, of those what, groups. Yeah, I wish I knew which group. And it's, I, I, I mean, I could pull it up. Well, the Nepali, what the hell they were on there but for. But he, that, that, it made me sad because that, I have to say this one guy, I knew him to be just a really, really nice right. person. Right, so I would hope that he would say to himself, why did I join such a radical group? I mean, uh, my, look, if he is a nice guy and disavows those views, then my, uh, I feel for him. Right. But he has to ask himself. Uh, absolutely. You know, you see, funny, I said on my show, one of the most important avenues to a, a better world is that people pay a price for what they do. Right. We, we have, the left has abolished the price. The latest is California unruly, disruptive students, that's the term. Disruptive students are not to be suspended or thrown out of class. Did you know that? No, yes. but I'm not surprised. It's, it, it, Newsom, uh, Newsom the, the, the obliterator of good society, signed this. Uh, See, again, I, I know I've there's said There's no price. But this is what the, the pro-Israel left has supported. They've they have given credence That's to this. They correct. have supported That's the people correct. being disruptive, and, and then right. now and, they're and, and then they're shocked. And then they're shocked. You have given the mouse a cookie so many times. A cake. You've given the mouse the whole bakery. Yes. The the cheesecake of the week. They have given them. <laughs> I'm entering the realm of the absurd. It's my protector protective device i know it is i love it i think it's great <laughs> you know i i i'll say this i know we're probably nearing the end but i do only the end of the podcast oh gosh though it sounded funny i know i know we're nearing the end i know I well thought, really? in these times it's it's an yes. o okay ominous statement um you know, I said a few minutes ago there needs to be a reckoning, to use a 2020 term that we that we heard, and, but it's true. And, and I think that you know, I said that that crisis, the presence of a crisis has the effect of holding up mirrors to people, and you see this on a micro scale when someone dies, when when something, when a, when a life event happens, you learn a lot from the reactions of the people around you, both good and bad. Same thing on a on, with a world event, and. I don't want to make predictions. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But I think this may be a, a turning point for the better in the United States. 
I think that there are some people, again, my favorite group to talk about right now, the pro-Israel American left. I think there are some members of that group who are kind of seeing what many of us on the right have been talking about. The You know, the, they previously... Yeah, you're more sanguine than me. Uh, yeah, uh, perhaps uh, I'm more... I, I, no, 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 you may be right. I pray you're right, by the way. I know. Well... They, I know them well. That's my world that I, that I grew up in. Uh, a lot of them are Jewish. And they're think. wait a minute, these people that have been my allies are okay with wiping out Jews? Whew. So you would think that it really isn't deeper than two and two. Maybe the left is evil. Maybe they're not just evil on wiping out Jews. Maybe they're just evil. That's what you're saying, that you hope that there are people on the left, indeed liberals even, right? not just leftists, who right. will say, whoa. I've been really, really naive about the left. Yeah. The left is evil, not just on the wiping out of Israel. Yes. They won't. Yeah. That's my prediction. They are so brainwashed You're into right. believing the right is their enemy that they cannot face the fact that the left is their enemy. I mean, even the other day, these people came into the Capitol who... who they breached the Capitol. They held a political demonstration inside of the Capitol. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. Right. No one talked about it. Right. And and it's like, and by the way, we yes. on the right are culpable if for Christians this too. If Christians did it, it would be, oh, oh, it's oh, the Christian nationalist, yes. the white Christian it's nationalist. It's J6 2.0. Uh, making a the- the- right. theocracy. But if Muslims do it, Oh, pass, pass the uh, salt, please. Yes. And you know, what really makes me upset is that John Strand is one of the January Sixers who is serving in prison for two years plus, a two-year, over two-year sentence, for walking into the Capitol with a bullhorn to give an anti-vaccination speech. Should he have gone into the Capitol? No. Was it stupid? Absolutely. But he is getting two years for walking into the rotunda with a bullhorn these people walked into the rotunda with bullhorn are they going to get two years are they are they going to get the hate and the vitriol and the smear that john strand got and continues to get are they going to have their lives ruined as a result of that no of course not because we have a two-tiered system of justice we have a two-tiered system of standards if you are if you are on the left you can say whatever heinous crap you want you can breach the capitol you can burn down buildings you can commit whatever crime you can be unruly in the class you can you can do whatever the hell you want and you're protected but if you're on the right no if you say if you kiss a woman because you're happy that they she won the soccer game for one second you're effed do you talking about kiss a woman because you're happy? You know what immediately came to mind? The most iconic photo of the celebration of victory uh, over the Nazis and over Japan. The uh, you know the one where the guy grabs a uh, the Life magazine photo. Oh, you don't know it? Oh, I, I'm dying for you to see this. Wasn't was he a, was he in a naval uh, uniform, Sean. Pull, pull up the pull up the photo. This it, so it was in it was in Times Square, I believe, in Manhattan. The 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 country's going crazy. The war is over. We had lost so many men, and a guy just grabs a woman uh, and kisses her. It was 
most of my lifetime, it was considered one of the most glorious photos in modern American oh. history. That man today would be uh, would would be under arrest. Would have been fired by his company. Oh, she, oh, the man didn't know the woman. Right. Oh. Just just grabbed the woman in Times Square, and kissed her. And let us say she didn't want the kiss. Okay. By the way, I mean, I'm sorry for TMI. I've been kissed by guys I don't want them to want a kiss yeah, from. Yeah, well, so you... And I'm oh, okay. You, oh, you will love this I'm doing then. fine. Yeah, okay. That's why you're you're Julie and, and not uh, and not on the left and not a feminist as such. So I announced... I wrote, I wrote actually, in a piece about the subject a few years ago. My, my special wife, whom you properly adore and uh she when she was about 20 oh yes you've told yes so the she was a waitress at a very famous chain of restaurants in uh, in los angeles and the uh the manager hispanic guy um i'm only mentioning that so you'll get a picture of what happened there's irrelevant in, in the sense what guy but it shows that it made no impact on my wife, whether what the ethnicity was. So he grabbed her by her breasts. So she took his hands away, told him to stop, and went on with cook with with bringing her meals to the. She Patrons. was not she. What I wrote was she was not traumatized. She took his hands off her breasts. You ha- you have to you have to truly read the comments on the article. Oh my gosh! The leftists who write. Something to the effect, it, you know how how pathetic it is that she didn't report him, and that all she did was make it possible for this guy to do it to another woman. I mean, it, it, it was as if my wife had committed a terrible act by not being traumatized and not bringing the guy to the police. You like the. And it doesn't sound like that it was violent. No, it, it wasn't, wasn't violent. exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't. No, no. He, he, there it is. Here's the picture. It's the. That's I, I, I was right. Naval. Yeah, a naval thing. Right. So she's a nurse, I think, and he's an, a naval uh, officer. Not officer. Remember, seaman, sailor. Yeah. So th- this is uh, th- this is this is it. See everybody around. No, nobody. See the grandmother behind. She doesn't seem to she's, be traumatized. She's looking and, and laughing. Yes, and everybody thinks it's adorable. This is not. Oh, next is rape. We live in a really sick world. We we do, and it is it is because the left is another factor of the left to under, to understand them is a life project. They're children. They can't handle. The fact that life isn't ideal. Mm-hmm. So that is a violation of some code. It's so ironic. They, they, they laugh at the Ten Commandments, but they have a thousand commandments. Oh, they're religious. They, they, have, they have their hierarchy. They have their, their dogmas. They have their rituals. They have their approved language. They have their, their interpreters. They ha- I mean, they, they're, they're proselytizing they're, they're religious. Oh, yeah, no, they're religious c- fanatics. Completely. Well, l- let's uh, let's just summarize. I realize we we ought to we ought to issue a, like a Cliff's Notes. Do you know that term? I think Sean does that. I think Sean does it in the sun. He, he does. Yeah, he. You, he you does, lift he, the major points of the of the podcast. You do. What do I think? 
You really want me to answer he that question? Yeah, and I he, curse. He, he asked me, what do you think I'm doing over here? He doesn't want me to answer the question. I don't blame him. <laughs> I think you're playing hearts on the computer, frankly. Hearts? You don't know hearts? No. Uh, one of the only great card games. Right. I don't. Anyway, do any uh, th- this was this was really good stuff, and the the notion. I really said things that that are important, and not because I said them; they're just important. About how surprise is so much part of people's pain, and that nothing Hamas did, nothing surprised me. Mm. This this is what Jew haters do. They've done it for thousands of years. They will do it more years. That's it. But uh, the n- so nothing surprised me, including all the college kids who are pro yep. uh, pro Hamas. Yep. Yep. They, 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 this, this is why you're angry at the pro-Israel left for Living. good reason. But it, I, I truly believe that they will not say, oh, well, it really shows the true nature of the left. I don't believe most I, of them I will do that. I agree with that, and and I wasn't trying to say that earlier. What what I was trying to say no, is, I, I think they might there might be a little voice in their head, which yeah, that may be makes we'll them see. think twice. We'll see. The reason for the lying about the hospital in Gaza, oh, there's no God. doubt in my mind, it had nothing to do with Israel. The reason is that the way they can say, you see, it's morally equivalent. They attack children, right, right. we attack children. Exactly. And by the way, do you know what our president said after that hospital um, bombing? He said, I'm not saying that the – he was saying that is, Israel didn't do it. He was saying that the Palestinians did it. And he said, I'm not saying that they meant to do it. They need to learn to shoot straight. Oh, so he did blame it on Israel. No, no, no. He he was blaming it on pal, pal on Palestinians. Oh, the they was not he was, Israel. The he was they saying was saying they the pal, need to learn to shoot straight. Oh, I see. Oh, like good. Like a rocket into Israel. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. You see. Okay. I, I, I think that's kind no, of no. No, you're right. Color. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, and look, oh, in the scope of all that's going yeah, on. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not minimizing it. I didn't hear that comment. They need to learn look, to shoot straight. Look, he said some good things, and I'm happy about it, but he's also a major reason that Iran is so strong, So, and, and Iran directs Hamas. Yeah, how have you, how, what have you thought? Because I agree he gave a really good speech, but part yes. of me is like, are you really being genuine? Are you doing this? Because I, I, you I don't care. Right. That's right. You, uh, yeah. You're always consistent. I'm very consistent. You're cons- always that, consistent. That's right. I don't care so if he you, did it for political reasons. I only care that's what he said. And do you, are you happy with what he's been doing? Yeah. Well, he went to Israel. He hugged uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, which drove the left here crazy, including left-wing Jews. It's amazing, Jews who say they're pro-Israel, but they hate Netanyahu. I, I find that a little bizarre. Uh, as, as an American Jew who supported Israel, my view is it's none of my damn business who Israelis elect as their prime minister. Right. It's none of my damn business. If I want to vote for a different prime minister, I just get on an LL plane 10 hours later if I'm in LA, 6 hours later if I'm in Israel, if I'm in New York, whatever it is, 15 hours later if I'm in LA and 10 hours in New York. And I may, and in 10 hours I'm an Israeli citizen. Then you can say anything you want about the Israeli elections. Shut your mouth while you're here. 
You don't you don't send your kids to die on the front. The rockets aren't hitting your house, so shut the hell up. It's a functioning democracy, and Netanyahu was elected democratically. You don't like him? Make Aliyah and do all the protesting you want. But shut up if you're a Jew in New York. It's not your business to tell Israelis who to elect. The arrogance of American Jewish liberals is beyond belief. Pure arrogance. I will tell you upon whom rockets fall, whom to vote for. And if you don't vote for the guy I want, I will be anti-Israel for the duration of that guy's prime ministership. My fellow American Jews, not right now an impressive group of people. I'm sorry to say it is painful. But okay, hey, listen, as I say to every religious group, I don't care what religion you're a member of as long as you're embarrassed by it. Every Catholic I know is embarrassed by their pope. Mic drop. Do you know what mic drop is? No. It's like when someone says something really good and you just drop the mic. That's it. Uh-huh. We both got riled up today, didn't we? Yeah, because we're passionate about yep. the big stuff. Yep. Sean, what'd you say? Oh, wrap it up. Okay, oh, wait, fine, who is hell fine, to, who is hell is he to tell us when it's time know, to wrap it up? I know. Well, well, we have other uh, filming. Talk to about do. arrogance. I can't believe it. I want people to know why we wrap up. We have a, we have other filming to do. We could go on for yeah, no, but for so we, long. We don't want to overstay exactly, our welcome. Exactly. You can reach me at julie at julie-hartman.com. I love hearing from you. I've been getting a lot recently on this subject, so keep them coming. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Julie R. Hartman. And you can follow Dennis on Instagram at the Dennis Prager. That's right. The. The. You are the Dennis Prager. And we will see you all here every Monday on the Julie Hartman YouTube channel for Dennis and Julie. It's at 1 o'clock East. Nope. 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern. And you can watch it uh, here again, or you can listen to it on Apple and Spotify. Either way, just consume it. And thanks for being with us. Bye. Shalom. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.